finished with the school year yet. And so that is um, approximately two grade levels. She is reading on grade level now, praise the Lord. And um, she is not my only student that I have used Dr. Cintron's um, Dyslexia Solutions program with. I have another student who's very similar to my daughter who has also grown seven reading levels. He is also severely dyslexic. He is in sixth grade. And uh, the progress that he has made with the strategies that I have used from Dr. Centron's reading, dyslexia reading program and the, um, the, the hope that we have been given through the different strategies that we have been using um, has been fantastic. So I'm, I just cannot say enough <laughs> wonderful things about not only the um, Dr. Centron herself and her well, information, her research, but just how much she Dr. Marianne Cintron here. I am so excited that I was able to help another high school student. Many of you know that I assess students as well as train teachers and parents, but I want to show you my assessment tools because parents need to know you need to advocate for your child. And it's not rocket science to at least do an initial screen. So I've developed an initial screen for second through fourth graders, and then also for fifth through adults. And I'm gonna share my screen and show you exactly what is in my assessments. So when I am just tutoring students, I'll do this assessment just to get a phonological screen for them. So to be eligible for dyslexia, you need three qualifying areas. One of them is phonological awareness. So if your child can um, has tr have trouble with sounding these words out, now these are nonsense words, which means they're pretend words or they're non-words. And what I simply did was I took a word like the word hair and I put a B in front. So it would be bear, um, clut, rain, cust, raul, care, cern, tom, any, vape. Plap, boy, bake, pluck, nafe, tome, mute, nult, louvre, tall, help, flum, lathe, new. What you're going to notice is, is your child omitting letters? Is your child adding a letter that isn't there? Are they struggling with the O sound or the E sound? Are they struggling with long vowel with a silent E at the end, like Louvre and Lab? Are they adding a letter um, in front of, well, usually like they might say crust. Are they, are they seeing letters that aren't there or are they misplacing those letters? Those are indicative of dyslexia. Also, I have sentences. These are the ones I have my um, younger students write, and if they're very low, I'll just ask them to write part of a sentence. So, Anne must drink her milk. Seven ants had a picnic on my ham sandwich. What are you two doing here? The flowers have many buds on them. Some people come every day to see my father. Her first nurse was early. 
here is my assessment for the older students and for adults. I've just added a few here. I took the D away and put N for nay. I mean, do, does your child know the A-Y sound? Does your child know the O-I sound? So um, how this is different, just a little bit different. These are available on my store at Teachers Pay Teacher. And you can find my store under Cintron Orton-Gillingham Reading Institute. That is my name on my store. So these sentences for the older kids, so I've added more nonsense words for the older students like Perth, like Norplot, Bacon, Moisten, Jerse, Maple. Maple. You're going to see if your child puts an M instead of an N. What if your child... Um, yeah, so that's those are what I noticed. And one of, now these are all lowercase words, right? The student I just assessed asked if this was a capital I. Well, these are all lowercase words. So for some reason, why she's thinking of a capital I is another indicator of um, what memory, visual memory, but not making the sense that these are all lowercase. And so it would be an it would be an L. So here are some of the sentences I use for the older students and adults. The clam sat on the bottom of the ocean. They rushed into the cottage in the nick of time. We gathered in a circle around the campfire and told ghost stories. Pittsfield has a population of about 50,000. A conference was held to determine the future course of action. I would love to share this mound of donuts with my cousin and you. Now, I want to just address number two. They rushed into the cottage in the nick of time. If your child knows what a cottage is, but yet listening to the sentence isn't able to give it a reference, a context clues, you, your child might not know how to, that what it is. You know, I mean, they, they would know how to spell a cottage if you show them a picture and know that it has a TT, but without the context and uh, the picture, they might spell it DD. And then rushed, it's past tense. Did they add the ED? Um, gathered, did they add the ED? What was very interesting was... Um, the word donuts, we have, you know, other donut places that spell donuts, D-O-N-U-T-S. So while this student might put the O-U in it, she didn't put G-H. And then conference, that was a long word. Is your child knowing the three syllables? And what about punctuation? I noticed that when my students write their sentences, they don't put periods at the end of the sentence, and they don't put a question mark if it's a question. So those are some, you can find out so much about students with these, these pages, one page, all right? A teacher can give the um, spelling sentences to the whole class and then just ask uh, certain students to come up who didn't do those spelling sentences very well. Have those students come up, have them read the nonsense words. Teachers, that's going to give you your one out of five kids has dyslexia. I want to show you what else I use. PPVT. 
So I'm a nonprofit and um, I know there's the PPV4. When I have a donor that wants to buy the PPV4 for me, I will do that. But I'm, you know, this is a great test. Now, what I want to point out is we're looking for average score right here. So that would be the window of here and here. So these are the scores where all the highs have been removed, all the very lows have been removed. So these are the scores that are the average of the average. So you want your child's or your student's range to be in here because dyslexic children have average to high IQ. So we're going to get a range in there. If you only knew how many kids I assessed that a school district thought had dyslexia that scored here, and they did not even meet that eligibility requirement, they scored below the average. So you want the score in the average. The other assessment I do, now these are nationally normed, meaning they're done across the nation. And again, I know there's a GORD 5, but I use a GORD 4 because it still gives me, <laughs> because we are a nonprofit. And what we're looking for are scores here. Now, you can have a student who is scoring high in comprehension, higher than her age equivalent. But if these are all, if, if you have a high schooler that's comprehending at a 12th grade level, but reading at a fourth and fifth grade level, you have trouble. So you can put age equivalents that the schools like to look at. Grade equivalents is really nice for me to talk to parents about because we, you know, some kids get held back. And so they like to even know grade equivalents. And if you have a low comprehension score, but all your reading scores are average, well, and I mean at the grade level of the student, then that comprehension low score is an issue. So one of these areas being two or more grade levels below is a qualifying measure of dyslexia for the eligibility requirements. So school psychologists do a lot of in-depth testing. I don't need to find out how the child was in utero, what their first five years were, um, you know, did they, was a mother on medicine when she was pregnant? I don't need to know that to do a screen, but a school psychologist will ask those kinds of questions. So the CTOP is another comprehensive test. It's phonological. And there's all these areas that get assessed with um, a, a download on the computer. It's an auditory exercise. And so some of the tests I do, some of them, the students just listening on the computer. But this score will show, is your child below average? Are they average? And very often we will get them right here. Very poor, poor and average. This is a lot of testing and a lot of understanding. This is why if you have a master's in special ed, you are allowed to give these tests. If you don't have a master's in special ed, you won't understand them. You won't be able to grade them. You won't even be able to purchase them. That's why you need to try this. You need to try my dyslexia screen because what I can pull from my dyslexia screen lines up with these national norm tests. And then two other tests that I've learned about from my Orton-Gillingham uh, practicum 
was the Galastil Ellis. And you can download this. It's a free download, which is um, your reading skills or decoding skills. And it really breaks it apart to know what percentile your child falls in and what area needs more support of instruction. And then there's also this, the Barnell Loft Diagnostic Spelling. There's uh, lists of spelling sentences where you, there's a word, but you read it in a sentence this time. And the student writes the words and gets a score. And every score here on the left translates to the column. And each column has a description. Is that cool or what? Does a child need help with vowel consonant E, with vowel team, the doubling rule, the silent rule? Bossy R, the vowel consonant, the vowel R. Um, odd, odd vowel, set, these are the different or not so common uh, vowel teams, compound words, consonant LE. And I explain all these in my videos on syllable types. I talk about consonant LE, the rabbit words, the tiger words. I, that's why I really like this test because it uses the terminology that I am familiar with and that I have done a lot of training on. So I'm going to stop my share right now and talk to you about our reading crisis. One in five kids has dyslexia. And with what's happened with kids falling behind because of COVID, more kids are falling behind. So I want to tell you, I have a reading program that I've developed specifically with the dyslexic child in mind. But I also have my Orton-Gillingham, and, and that has follows the Orton-Gillingham model. That's why I got the additional training in Orton-Gillingham to be sure there was fidelity to my reading program. But my reading program uses music, and that resonates with so many people because when music is played in the left ear, it crosses to the right side of the brain, giving the right angular gyrus a job it loves to do. And then the left ear is receiving information that's going to cross to the left side. The right ear receives information crossing to the left side of the brain, strengthening it like the um, a Pilates of the brain. So with my reading program, I have an app, a spelling app. It plays classical music in the left ear and spelling exercises in the right ear. But that's the culminating step after eight other steps to learning to read. So you have to learn. And so when, when that information is played together, it has it makes significant impact on the brain. That's what my doctorate research was about. Kids who used a multi-sensory reading approach made significant improvement after 12 weeks, going from far below basic to the 40 percentile. But kids who use the music with this reading program went to the 60 percentile. So that is, let me show you on the picture here. That is, they start here and the 60, 40 percentile brought them here. 60 percentile brought them here. So they're on the other end of this bell curve. I tell you, this is, <laughs> this is the calling on my life. So I know how to help kids and I know how to help parents and teachers. Parents, you have to advocate for your kids. Teachers, if you're listening to this and you do have 
a heart to help your children, your students. This is how you can help them. And um, all my stuff is on, uh, you can, you can purchase my materials three different ways. It'll be on my website, but you can purchase my materials by joining my email list. And I give special um, prices to people on my email list. You can go to Cintron Dyslexia help.com and sign up for my email list. And at the very bottom of that form, there's two forms on there. One is a form that um, parents take to the schools to get their kids assessed. And then another form is at the bottom of that. That is the form to complete. So I have your email, your phone number, and I can send you discounts. You can also go to my teacher store um, on Teachers Pay Teachers. It's funny because I went away from that for two years because I've really been trying to help parents and charter schools, but mostly parents and homeschool moms. But I'm coming around because I know teachers are screaming for help. Teachers are wanting help. The training that you've received hasn't been sufficient. There's not enough people to answer your questions. So I'm here for you. And you can buy one, two, three, you can buy as many pieces as you need of my curriculum or my other forms and planners and scope and sequence on my Teachers Pay Teachers site. And you go there, the name is Cintron Orton-Gillingham Reading Institute. You can find me there. And then also I'm going to be offering packages where you can only purchase the letters and the manipulatives, the phonogram cards, the plastic letters and the manipulatives if you want, or you can purchase my training books. Um, the oh, Sorry, so I've got 12 workbooks. You can purchase the workbooks without training videos. You can purchase them with training videos, with extra support. I'm designing a way that's going to be able to help you and you pick what works for you. So I hope this has been very helpful. Will you please like us, share this? And if you have a pleasant comment to make, please make a pleasant comment. Dr. Marianne Cintron with um, Step-by-Step Dyslexia Solutions. Bye-bye now and God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast in its entirety. If what we shared today has inspired you, would you please visit our website, dyslexia-solutions.com, and consider making a donation so that we can keep these podcasts going. Also, please subscribe to our channel and find me on, on Instagram, Marianne Cintron. Thank you again for tuning in, and may God bless you. Music.